soy Margarita, and we're back for a new episode of Risas, Lagrimas y Temor. This episode is called What I've Learned Through This Pandemic and Goes for the New Year. First, I wanted to say belated Merry Christmas to you all. I hope you all spent your day, your eve, if it was through FaceTime, through Zoom, through Skype, in person with family members, or just individuals that hold lots of joy in your life. But now getting into the podcast. So today the episode is on what I've learned through this pandemic and goes for the new year. And so first I wanted to start with one of the key things that I I feel that I have learned through this pandemic and that has been the need to be very vigilant of one's health. I am a person who gets sick very easily. Mi papa and mama always tell me, you know, that I have to drink all these vitamins and I have I'm a person who does struggle a lot with staying healthy um so I have had to drink a lot of iron pills in the past I get cold very easily so I very much ignored these recommendations and statements from people because I I felt it it made me feel like a child when people would tell me all these things but I do think that it's something that this pandemic has really pushed me to engage with and know that my health is really important and that it is up to me. I think I read a lot about, you know, we see it in shows where people say like you have one body and your body is like your temple and you should take better care of it. And I think one of the first things that comes with that is the need to drink water. I am not the person who drinks water at the amount that she needs to. I was actually reminded about this because a friend of mine, uh, I slept over her house and she was like do you want water and i'm like no i'm fine and then she just kept saying like oh you like some water and i was like no i'm fine and then at a certain point she was like you haven't drank any water today like you need to drink water like i'm worried about you and i think her comment made me realize like oh like shoot i need to drink water this is not good and has really motivated me to try to implement drinking water in my day i bought one of those big old bottles that says like yay start off at the day like 10 a.m keep going and then at the end it'll say you did it um when you've drinking like the required amount of water during your day and it really helps me it makes me feel motivated and i just feel like i'm doing a good job but if you are someone who struggles with drinking water I would recommend buying one of those bottles because I feel like it just feels very encouraging and that it's not this lonely process or lonely thing that you're doing by yourself. So I would definitely recommend one of those. And there are some really cute ones with like flowers and super cute, but those would range at a higher prices. But there's also some that are like lower prices that won't be like super cute, but that are still, you know, at the end of the day, pushing you towards drinking the right amount of water. Another thing that I have really, really, and has been pushed towards me, and that I think it just really dug down this year, was budgeting. I have never been a person who budgets or who knows how to budget, and this year I have gone through events that have pushed me to budget, but also the importance of it and the importance of it for oneself and for one's mental self. I recently, I wouldn't say recently, maybe like four months ago or five, I read a book called 
a year of less and if anyone wants an actual episode on what this book consists of um, let me know and I can do an episode on that but I really enjoyed the book. It is about a woman who is trying to do a year in which she consumes less, saves a lot more money, and she really dives into her emotions and how emotions very much lead us to purchase things. Um, it is a very known fact that we do live in a very consumer society. So here and there, we are pushed to buy and to buy and to buy. And this is just a known fact. There are literally careers, advertising, and such things that are literally formulated on how to advertise to individuals for for consumerism, for people to buy and to buy and to buy. And one of the things that I really realized this year is the way that my emotions very much lead me to being someone who purchases. So when I'm sad, um, usually when I was sad, I would say like, well, I'm gonna go to Target and I'm gonna do self-care. And self-care is something that I fully support. But I have also been reckoning with what does self-care mean for you to actually get yourself some, something for your own self-care or going and buying things that are unneeded when you already have self-care things at home. So by that, I mean sometimes when I was sad, I would have like five face masks already in my apartment and I would go to Target and I would buy more face masks, which... I didn't need four more face masks because I already had face masks at my own apartment. And so that is what I'm talking about as in, are we going to the store? Do we really need this? Do we have things already um, in, you know, do we already have things that could supply us that care um, or, th or that space? I have also realized that me buying things makes me feel really strong and independent. You know, it makes me feel like I have charge or I have control. And many times when I feel like I'm losing total control or I have no control over my life, the point that I'm able to buy something makes me feel like I have some sort of control. And it isn't good. Like I have to come to a point where I have to realize if I need something or if I'm doing it as a cover-up to an emotion that just feels really uncomfortable towards me or this lack of control that I feel in my life. I have made many Best Buy purchases that could, we could just say, could have not been made and could have saved me lots of money. Another thing is, so another thing that I have recently really gotten into, which connects back to budgeting, is making your own budget. There are plenty of ways to get free budget templates online, um, and it is like a quick search. You know, I would just go in and I would quickly search YouTube. Um, you go to YouTube and you do like budget templates, how to budget, and they have all these like wonderful videos that you can get rolling on this. It really helps me being able to see the way that I'm spending my money. And then you also become, you know, more responsible with yourself on what areas am I spending too much? What areas am I spending too little? How can I save to be able to pay off this debt easier, faster, etc, etc. I'm a person, I'm thinking back to math class and the way that for me, I had to visibly listen and watch someone do a formula or a problem. So negative b plus or minus the square root of a b square minus 4ac all over 2a. So if I were to do, formula is called everyone, I don't remember, but that formula, if I was to use that formula, um, I would literally have to see it 
Like, I have to see every single step. Um, I'm that person. Like, I'm the person who, like, in math class, the homework could be done in, like, one or two pages, and I would turn in, like, four or five, because I want every single step shown. If it goes, like, five minus four, and then they're like, it's nine, and from there, do this, do this. I wanted to show the five minus four equals nine. Budgeting just works really well for me because I really am able to see all of the areas and all of my money and where it's going. And there are already like templates that can be done for free. There are individuals who will sell their templates and usually it's not a bad price. It'll be like one or three dollars. And if you're a person who really does not want to get into Excel or do any of that things, like I would recommend that. But for me, I am I am doing like a YouTube video that shows every step of how to make your own Excel budget template. And of course, like it takes a while and it takes some time and but I I like it. You know, I get to learn more about Excel, make my own, hopefully be able to then be able to do more more things with Excel and not depend on a template someone else made but you know if you don't really have that time or you're just like I don't want to miss with Excel you can always just get a free template or if you're liking one of the templates that are for sale from other people you can always buy one yourself and I recommend this for anyone who really wants to get into knowing how they're purchasing and, and the habits that they do. So that's one of the other things that I have really learned so much importance through this pandemic. And another thing that I wanted to talk about, which is very much something new for me, is an appreciation for makeup. Growing up, I, I hated makeup. I despised it. It was something that I just felt couldn't be me. I felt como una mona en seda. So anytime that I wore makeup, Makeup, I felt there's this this children's story in Spanish so it's called La Mona en Seda and it's about a monkey who goes to this like really rich this woman's apartment and starts wearing all this jewelry and she's just like I look so pretty and she goes out into this party and all the party has a bunch of humans and you know she thinks she looks lovely and she looks beautiful and all these people are are making fun of her and saying like oh look at that monkey even if she has jewelry on she's still a monkey instead of now that i think about it i don't even i don't know if i agree with what the story is supposed to represent and say because the whole story is supposed to say like doesn't matter how much you you look different you're still you're still this but i guess it depends on the way you're looking at it but whenever i was suggested to wear makeup i just i didn't feel comfortable in it i i felt like i would go out and people would laugh at me and i would be a mona instead but i think you know that came a lot with a lot of insecurity i had growing up this feeling of not being beautiful and a lot of other things now that i'm you know older i have i i believe that my self-confidence has increased and I want to take you know more care into my own self. I listened to one of the the Vogue videos and one of them featured Selena Gomez and you know she was talking about how makeup is something of a pressure in society because there is a sort of way that we're supposed to look but that she likes to think of makeup as an accessory and I really really like that because I do believe that makeup should not be the definition of oneself but I really love the idea that makeup is something that can make you feel more beautiful and that can make you feel more comfortable in your skin and of course you know if some days you don't want to wear makeup it shouldn't be this demanded expectation of us but I have been dabbling a little here and there I have never been good at 
eyeliner but I've also never tried so I've been like watching a lot of YouTube videos on eyeliner and things of that and I'm very big on like eyeshadow I love like colors in my on my eyes and I really want to explore like the fading in the fading out how to like the colors I, I like color and I really want to also be more into lipstick I think I've very much stayed in lipstick in very um, neutral colors and I really want to expand to going into more bold colors. But yeah, I think that is some of the things that I would say on the appreciation of makeup. Another thing is I actually um, have been doing my nails more often, which was never a thing that I thought that I would do because I always, it just always seemed not me but i am really enjoying my nails um they're actually my nails but they're in like um almond style and it makes me feel really badass like you know i'll like wake up and i'll be doing chores i'll be doing i'll brushing my teeth my daily face routines because i also have gotten back into doing my face wash i used to do face wash in high school and then like i stopped i think when i got into um university because i my sleep schedule just was bonkers and i've been really trying to do face wash again for my face but also as a way to wake up but so yes every time like i wake up and i put the music and i'm like i'm singing it just makes me feel like chingona like, I feel like Selena Quintanilla when she was singing and getting into the music with her nails and she's just, like, doing all that. And, yeah, I really like it. I really like, like, being in my car and singing and, like, using my hands and gesticulating. It's the total, it's the total vibe. It's the total feeling. And I really love it. And I think that I probably will continue to do my nails. So next on things that I've learned in COVID um, is habits. So I was talking a little bit about, about this habit um, of face wash. And one of the big habits that I'm trying to to push is my sleep schedule, but I is my sleep schedule. So I recently read this book that it's called Atomic Habits. And you know, it talks about the importance of habits and how small habits make up our life so yeah so one of the things is i want to be able to have a very healthy sleep at the moment i'm with my parents in emporia but soon i will be moving into a new place in lawrence i'm really excited because i bought this like one year membership for the gym and i'm a person who has never liked the gym i have never liked the gym but I am going to try to make a habit of myself going into the gym. And so habits something that I really want to pay attention to in this following year, but that I've just found so much importance because it is true that habits really do make up our days, which in essence will like be our lives. That leads me to the next point of something that I learned in COVID and it is that gym and working out can be a form of self-care. And I just want to say that in this topic, I am not trying to shame anyone who doesn't want to go to the gym. Um, I am not trying to say that everyone should go to the gym and if you don't work out or go to the gym that you're not worthy. No, I do not believe that. That is not an absolute what I believe. But I have found through COVID um, and all the anxiety that I felt and this thing of feeling stuck in my own apartment and in a space that working out has helped me being able to relieve or like just like leave that stress away um at first i was running i would go on three miles every day and that 
just it just felt like with every single step that I took that I was also like leaving my anxiety and it helped me so much. I also live in Kansas and it gets really cold here and as I said before I'm very I'm a person who gets sick very easily and I don't want to get sick and especially not in a pandemic you know with COVID going around so I have stopped running outside and that's exactly why I got this gym membership because even though you know, I wasn't going to be running anymore. I still wanted to be to be doing something and, and something that was working out for my body. And the gym has always been a space for me that has been very intimidating. And when I first started going to the gym, I was very speculative about it. Um, like, why am I here? Like, this is not me. This is not me, which is what I kept saying. But, you know, I took, I took my earphones in. I went and I... Um, I think it would be called like the bicycle um so i i would do like 30 minutes of that and then i would go and work on my arms and mainly do it because it's for my arms and i think after an hour like i would do like 45 minutes to an hour and then i would leave which is not a lot of time but i felt like that was enough time for me especially because i was doing it like every day and honestly y'all it was super good super good for me um eventually you know, I didn't really feel that intimidation anymore because I, I felt like there are so many people who probably feel the same way I do going into the gym. And you know, this is my time. This is a time for me to wind down, to do exercise, and it's not supposed to be focused on what others think of me. And I really, I think the one thing that I enjoy the most at the gym is working on my arms. I don't think anyone would say like, oh, Margarita, yeah, she is super strong like nothing like that and I feel like I have like little spaghetti arms and I just don't. Working on my arms makes me feel so strong and I will even say like it makes me feel sexy. I love doing arm workouts, toning my arms and so when I go back to Lawrence I very much am excited to get to go to go back to the gym and to work on my arms because it also helps me with my back posture. I don't have the greatest back posture and I think when I'm going to the gym, especially working on my arms, it does make me um, become more conscious of how I hold my arms and my back. And I think it just helps me in so many ways. It helps me mentally. It helps my body physically and how my posture is. And yeah, it's just something that I have really enjoyed. And so I... I'm saying this because I know that for me, you know, the gym was always this place that was not mental health for me, that was not like self-care for me, but I have found it that it has become self-care when I've changed my attitude and when I'm really focused on myself and not what others think of me. And so that's why I wanted to, you know, talk about this. And like I said, I'm not trying to shame anyone who doesn't, like I totally understand but I do think that being able to do something, if that's going for a walk, if that's riding a bike, um, something that really gets your body moving, it's going to help you a lot because our body does need that. Our body does need some sort of exercise or some sort of just activity every day. If that's just like a simple walk with your dog, if that's just a simple walk you know, around the blog that it's like something, you know, very much needed. But yes, I have really appreciated the gym in a sense that I never thought I would. And that makes me really happy because I do think that's a lot of my own personal growth. So now we're going to go into the next part of the conversation. And that is on New Year goals. Um, so we're entering into a new year. Um, 2020 has been 
a difficult year for a lot of us. This pandemic, the people who have been in power, we think about the environment, and just so many things that were pretty awful and not good. A lot of individuals that we lost this year, Kobe, Chadwick Boseman, and the list continues. But trying to go and think of the new year in a very positive outlook. Um, so 2021, what that year is going to bring for me and what I want to, I what I want this new year to be. And so a positive outlook, that is one of my goals as I'm talking about it. So to very much have this positive outlook on things. And if you know me, you know that I I'm not the most positive person. I have had a lot of, you know, not good things happen in my life, but I've also have met so many beautiful individuals that are really, you know, pushing me to harbor strength for myself, harbor self-love, and all these things. And I really, really value those things, and I want to live my life with a much more positive outlook. And so that's one of the things that is the goal, is to continue that positive outlook throughout 2021. Another thing that I have as a goal is to take more trips with family and friends. Growing up, I never really took trips. I've never really even had a family trip. Currently, I am trying to plan a family trip um, and this would be the first time that my brother, my parents and I go and do something as a family and you know I think for things in life, um, lack of money and lack of other resources, this wasn't very much an option or a possibility for us but now that I'm older you know and am able to contribute in money and things of like that and also my brother like I really do think that we as a family should push to make more time for each other. I'm really excited about this family trip that I want to have with them. Also family trips with friends. I wasn't aware I have been in school. Like I haven't had a time when I haven't been in school. Literally I've been in school forever because right after high school I went into you know an undergraduate program and then I started my undergraduate program, I went straight into a PhD. So I don't know what it's like to not be in school. And I didn't realize that. So for me, uh, trips was not something that was on my mind. It was just like, well, I need to save up and I need to study and I need to study and I need to study. And uh, sometimes I need a break. Sometimes I need to take some some time for myself and take a trip and you know like do that for myself and i didn't really see the importance of it i you know for a long time i was i was just thinking well that's money that i could put here or put there or put there or put here but i have you know memories with family and loved ones and friends are just irreplaceable and i really want to strive to be able to work study but also make time to see the ones that I love and spend trips with them and go visit places and have adventures because that is something that I I want. You know, I want to have more adventures and I want to travel and I've been seeing how to really put that into my planner, my life, and my goals. So yeah, so trips is another thing that I really am looking into for this next year. And my third goal for the year is to write to write i i just feel like i have not been writing i have not been writing i don't write because 
I'm afraid of my emotions because I don't want to reveal what I feel and all these other things. And I honestly don't even have the option. I have to start writing. You know, I'm getting close to my comprehensive exams and you know, after I pass my comprehensive exams, crossing my fingers, I will be going into, um, you know, posing for a dissertation which means I'm gonna have to start to write. I also want to really make some headway on the novels that I started in undergrad. And as a writer, because I know, I have always known that I'm a writer, I have to get back to this because it is in my nature, it is who I am, and I think the notion that I have been not writing for so long has been not helpful for my mental health and for the self-care that I'm really trying to engage into. Um, So I really want to go into writing and maybe I'm gonna end up, you know, buying- no, I don't need a journal. Um, But also with that, you know, to produce more episodes of this, I really enjoy these episodes, making them and listening to everyone and what y'all have to say about these episodes. And hopefully soon I will have other guests. I know that I even have my brother signed up for a guest, so Donati will will be on a featured episode very soon, as well as I have a beautiful friend who has her own podcast joanna campos i highly suggest that you go and listen to her podcast it is beautiful it is just the way that joanna talks the advice she gives and you know that that true notion of what would it be if we all try to live our life con mas amor and i love her podcast i listen to it every time she um, gets a new episode and hopefully very soon she will also be a guest on my own podcast and vice versa I also plan to have, you know, my mentor, maybe some episodes talking about specific areas of studies that professors who I engage with study and also other topics. I also want to have something fun where I'll have like friends and we do a critique of a film or something like that. But I'm just so very much excited for what is yet to come for here in my own podcast. And that is all I have for you all today. I really hope you enjoyed listening to some of the things that I learned and maybe it can help you in ways that you want to implement things in your life. If that is talking about habits, about budgeting, about the way that the gym can be a form of self-care and other things and sending you all loads of hugs and love. Thank you for listening to Risas Lagrimas y Temor and stay waiting for a new episode that will come very soon. Ciao y muchas gracias a todos.